It's a rare condition. It's called AIDS. When Michael Johnson got it, we all thought he was gay. If there is a cure, it'd be from God's design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic cure inside those deep state walls. Cause all I see are medical fees. My whole family's victim to HIV. We really live horrible times, but make hilarious memories. We're consciously monetizing our traumas and our friendship. We also talk about smart guy stuff sometimes. We know the show's got a stupid name. Welcome to Always Very Always. Hello, welcome back to Always Very Always, episode 18. We're going to start off at the top. We got to plug some things, especially if you're in the New Orleans area. You might be interested in this little production that Dantes is in. So go ahead and tell people about it. Yep, I am in a play at Delgado. It is called Almost Maine. It's a little romance, a little magic realism, kind of surreal, kind of funny. Got a lot of surprises, little nifty endings. Told through several vignettes, so there's lots of angles on it. Plenty to enjoy. We open November 16th, which is a Wednesday, I believe. And we finish on November 20th. So, you know, come on out. And what's the address or where is this? It's going to be on City Park Avenue, Delgado. Delgado City Park Campus. Oh, it's on the Delgado Campus. Most definitely. Okay. Building one. November 6th. Timothy Baker Hall. Timothy Baker Hall. Yep, yep. And November 16th to when? The 20th. All right, so y'all heard the details. If you're in New Orleans here, go ahead. Watch the play. It probably don't even cost that much. How much, how much it costs to get in? Uh, I don't even know, to be honest. That's probably wrong by me, but you can definitely check out the website, Delgado Theater, dcc.edu. Find Delgado Theater. You know, type it into Google on your little What's It device or whatchamacallits, and we'd love to see y'all. I've been telling everybody about it. I'm in two scenes. I'm in Act 1 and Act 2, so... Come support your boy. <laughs> and one, I got one question. How long is this going to be? How long is the play going to be? Yeah. When we did the run through, just reading it, it was maybe an hour and a half. Okay. Nice. Not, not bad. Nice. Okay. It's And it's pretty it's pretty high paced, too, because there's eight scenes. So you're going to get through stuff. You know what I mean? It's not going to be dragging. You're not going to see too much of the same person. So if you hate somebody, you know, like you see me and you're like, this guy's trash. Don't worry. I'll only be on stage for maybe 10 minutes. So, a lot of no, y'all, y'all come, y'all gotta have like just a wild ass reaction. Let's go! Yes! <laughs> like it's like like uh, like y'all just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. It's funny. Uh, when I, when I was in the theater program at UL, a guy for his senior project, he did like a. Uh, it was like wild. It was like a rap album, but then he has like this these lighting effects. He's like sat and did like this very emotional poem at one point. He had a rap about Lexapro. It was like it was wild, dude. It was one of the best pieces of art I've ever seen, mm-hmm. especially in person. And uh, when he was going on stage, like as he's starting it up, he's like, he has the address. He's like, so they're giving them the basics. Like, yeah, like, let's keep trying to keep the phones off, you know, like standard movie etiquette stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he has this thing and it's like the do's and don'ts. He's like, do, ooh. And it's like two O's with like the big eyes on it. Mm-hmm. He's like, so if you, if you see something you like or that intrigues you, 
Let's see a ooh. Let's let's hear that from you guys. He sticks the mic out. Everyone's ooh to the point where he actually had convinced us to do that. And like during his shows, like some he would like start crying or something. Like it's like a very emotional moment, and people are just like ooh. <laughs> and like bro, it made it to where it's like it was this performative art level of like he's showing like a very real, honest experience, and it's played like a like he's in a box. You know what I'm trying to say? And like the stage was his prison. It was lovely to see, man. Very artistic, very artistic. Hmm. There's, there's ooh ah oh like you know what I'm saying? And like literally like in sync with each other, the whole audience. Hmm. What a thing to feed off, right? Uh, what do I have to plug? If you want to watch my 2K14 playthrough, uh, which is heating <laughs> up, is that the one where they actually had like the voice acted? Yeah, it's the first one when it had like actual scenes. Yeah, uh, I'm we're, we're nearing the end of the season right now. We're, we've been going. We went uh, twenty six and four after the All Star break. We're heading into the playoffs. You lose games in the two K my career. Yeah, bro, I'm like two hundred fifty and oh, I don't lose on two K. Just restart. Oh my, um, I got drafted to the Jazz, and the Jazz in twenty thirteen suck, dick. That just means you get to score 100 every game. I have to. <laughs> I already recorded the playoff stuff. Yeah. and uh, that's, That actually sucks, bro. I, I, want, I just wanted to do a modest 32-16 and 16 playthrough. <laughs> and I have to. A modest all-time great in scoring <laughs> and assists. Yeah, I'm like, a, you know, a modern John Stockton. Like, what if he also just was a volume shooter? <laughs> and uh, What if John Stockton averaged more points than MJ? Yeah, Although, there was wasn't there a season where MJ averaged like thirty eight or some shit. Like that, I know it was at least thirty five. He's averaged in his like in his like uh like third year in the league. But, yeah, thirty is his career average though. Insane, even as an old ass man. But anyways, there's this one thing that I forgot to, to mention on the last part. I was just on Reddit, and this is some peak Reddit shit. Not to not to be a hack and traffic and anti Reddit madness, but it's not that Reddit's cringe. It's that people are cringe. Um, anyways, this it was on r slash uh, Skyrim mods, and it's just I, I don't know if you're interested in it, um, but you might you hey you Skyrim might mods? not in this particular Skyrim mod. <laughs> you might want to rush to go get a oh, go get Lord. a computer right now. It's just, uh, it's called uh, Futanari Giantess replacement oh, for giants. Okay. So if you're tired of these boring giants, you can go get one with a woman one with her breast out, but still has that great giant cock. What? Has that great giant cock. What? What? What's confusing about this? Why does she, why does she have a cock? It's Futanari. What is that? It's when a female, it's like a female has a penis and maybe balls. So it's a transgender person. Sure. It's a transgender giant mod. Yeah. I just thought it was funny to post that it's out in public on Skyrim. I was like, hey, can y'all, y'all rate my mod for me? And then <laughs> you, uh, go look, you check it out and it's just, just slang it. It's just, why are you, why do you think this is okay? <laughs> be, be in silent with this. I don't know. We don't know kink shaming. No kink shaming. We do not kink shame or always, very always. Uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, you wanted to talk about like some something, something about God or something? Oh, Lord. 
What? High key don't, but we'll speak on it briefly. Okay. I wanted to speak about how I was having a conversation with a guy on the bus yesterday. Nice. I always always got to bring something about my uh, bus adventures to to the podcast. And this particular fellow was, uh, he told me he got sent to jail when he was 17. He was in jail for 18 years. I don't know what he did. Sounded like he did a pretty good job at it, though, because he was going to have his life in prison. Mm-hmm. Got out of prison, became one of the concrete guys. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you get, the, get on the jacket, you just crack that concrete, bro. That was his job, his day job, all day long. He's like, yeah, look, look, he's, I'm sure he's like showing me his hands. His hand is just like, it's not right. You know what I'm trying to say? After doing that for 20 something years, he said. He's got carpal tunnel, arthritis, obviously, like all sorts of problems from literally just like using a jackhammer for hours on end for years. Just some real dystopian horror shit, right? And, you know, um, that guy who God had condemned to prison for 18 years. Because, <laughs> you know, God is a, has authority over all things in the world. And yeah. He was a 17-year-old kid, ended up in prison for 18 years. So that was God's will for him. He had a lot of things to say about God and, you know, his feelings and everything. And I just noticed when people talk about God, there's so many things. God means so many things to so many people, right? My God is a hungry God he is. That's a little <laughs> gospel song. <laughs> My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. No, <laughs> oh, my Lord, bro. My God is an awesome God. Like, what? Why is this? <laughs> It's really strange, <laughs> but anyways, uh, God means so much to so many people, separate from who He is as an entity, and I feel like it's almost to the point where I don't even think, as a collective, even Christian people believe in God, the entity. You get what I mean? I mean, not in America. God has been killed, teabagged, dumped in the fucking lake. <laughs> what I guess what I'm trying to say is, God is just a descriptor. For those things, for those people. Yeah. Like, God isn't even... Like, who God is, is really separate from all of that. At this point, like God is basically just a word now. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, God is just described the arbitrary nature of America. Yeah. Yeah. God, God is... To people love. Like, God is... I don't know. A cosmic force of luck. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Oh, God had me that time. That could have basically boiled down to them saying, Man, I was lucky. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that God blessed me. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? They say, like, what do you mean God blessed you? Like, what makes you so special? Well, why did God bless you? Think about that for a second. Why did God you bless don't you? Know. What I a strange guy, right? There's literally starving people. But that's the forces of the demons. Like, God is at a, a, a perpetual, what's it called? A perpetuous? Yeah, that's a word. Perpetuous war with the, with the devil. Perpetual. A perpetual war with the devil. And the work of demons, being international capitalists, are starving these places. Interesting. I mean, that's one way to think about it. That's some. That's just a little liberation theology for you. Liberation theology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Every time, like Haiti, every time they're about to have like a, a liberation theologist president, boy gets pow pow. <laughs> <laughs> every time, dude. Not every. Sometimes he does become president, and he just gets cooed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for instance, I was uh, I've been seeing lately. You 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 remember uh, like at Lake Forest? I mean, UL. Yeah, UL. Like I had just like started singing. So literally four years ago. Mm-hmm. To where now, like, you can't sing every song. Like that's just a thing. You don't mind have you don't have to range for it. No one does really just sing every single song perfectly. 
but and there are songs you can can sing, but not all the notes in that song. Mm-hmm. And then as you get better and better, you will find like to me at this point, there are songs where I can sing and hit every note. It's like perfectly in my range. You know what I mean, and I've got to that point and sing well. It took years, right? It'll just mm-hmm. be just like practicing and learning like little different things about like your breath control and all this and everything. And like I'm singing on a bus, and uh, he's guys tell me he's like, yeah, God bless you with that talent. You know, you you use it. I'm like, who did who did what? Who did what? You remember how I used to sing, bro, four years ago before I started practicing and doing things for myself to get better at it. I don't remember. I was not good. That's why it's literally not memorable. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was never good. Never. I could not hit my pitches. Did not have the rhythms. Was not. Didn't have strong diction. You know what I'm saying? Like I've improved mm-hmm. in many, many ways. And then like to the point where people will still think like, oh, it's a talent. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Or like uh, or like a bunch of told me like, oh, you have a beautiful voice. I heard you singing. I'm like, no, I don't. I just know how to sing. Yeah, I never did have a. You know what I'm trying to say? That's not how it works. And like, if people assume that the, and like, the same applies for these people that like have talent as singers. They've been singing since they were kids. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? No, no one like is born having a good singing voice. Or like, like talent. Basically, what I'm trying to say is talent is not a thing that exists or can be conferred to you by God. You like, if you listen to early Eminem stuff, he sounds like the orange. Door hinge is lyrical, rabbinical, but now he's like, Door door hinge, lyrical, like he, he practiced so hard <laughs> that he could deliver it fast. Yeah, so he had to work very hard at that. And I appreciate it. as an Eminem fan, as a guy who loves that style of rap, I, I you actually, I, no, fuck no, I was about to say, <laughs> got, that sounds kind of weird from you. I don't, I don't understand. I never got Eminem. You're not a fan of Eminem, he's like, uh, um, what about the song where he killed his wife? I mean, that's cool. I like the themes, but <laughs> the music could jack me up. It, it, it is relatable, but. <laughs> Lord. I like a few Eminem songs. Back in the day, he was cool to listen to, and I was like an angry adolescent, you know? It fits. But know. just like Eminem's career didn't age well, neither did my appreciation for his music. I guess I was never an angry adolescent. I was just like a depressed guy. I'm mad that, like, if I'm a kid, why can't I just still be a kid instead of like? I didn't. I didn't like understand why there's all this. Uh, what, what would old, what would an older black man say? You preach it to the choir, dog. There you go. You <laughs> preach it to the choir. It's like why does this 14 year old is getting like shouldn't be that stressed out about bullshit? And I just never understood that. But I was never angry about it. It was more like a depressed puzzlement. Man, recently I bust a hole in my. My skating shoes. I had a pair of Michelin collab skating shoes. I told you about them, right? Maybe a while ago. Yeah, but literally it's like a collab with the Michelin Tire Company. So it's like oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, super durable, right? Mm-hmm. Bust a hole in them, man, yesterday. And you know how depressing that was, knowing that I'm not going to be able to get that $60 I need to get another pair for another, like, two months? Two months? It's just not going to happen, They bro. got you slaving over in that climbing gym. No, no, what I mean is... Okay, I'm definitely not going to... It's not going to take two months for me to get $60. But it's going to take... Two months is definitely not accurate. It's more like... I know that I'm not going to be able to just go and buy a new pair of shoes right now today. Mm-hmm. Like, my shoes bust today. I need new shoes today. Can I just go spend $60, $70 on some new shoes? No, bro, I can't. No. I still got to pay my tuition. You see what I'm saying? Damn. Rough. Rough. No, no government loans. No government loans for Delgado. Huh? They, no, no, they do. I didn't. I decided not to um to opt out of it for this semester. 
just because I was like taking only I think four classes, three three classes this semester. I'm like, well, I could just pay this, and then that like basically you have a, a set amount that you can get for your Pell Grant, which is like the need based one that I am on, and uh, if you use it every year, assuming that I end up going to uh, grad school. I'm just gonna I'm gonna max out my uh, Pell Grant funds. You get me? Hmm. You have six years worth of funds. I uh, and also it goes up each year. I uh, I was gonna take more government loans, and I was like, uh, why well, take out the extra loans? I'm gonna like, get these a aren't, these aren't loans, by the way. It's hmm. a grant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you took out loans lately. I took out government loans. I got from from the state, and uh, I was like, you know, this time I'm not gonna take. The extra one out because you know what I'm getting a job, and um, look at my dumbass unemployed, got two pieces of chicken left, and you know I I don't I should have just took the money, I should have took the money because you know what Biden fucked around and gave it a pardon anyway. He was he took my he took. I was gonna say what's what's the particulars on this student loan forgiveness, bro? I still gotta find out about this whether I apply or eligible. I don't know. I think you are eligible. So you're saying if you had the Pell Grant, you could get. Well, I'm saying, what is it? Is it just gonna like rescind my loans? All of them? did you did you apply? You did the application? No. Yeah, there's an application that you gotta do. I think like studentaid.gov, and you just do. It's a quick application. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I am a very poorly. I have very low executive function, bro. It's like one of the struggles of being a gamer. I'm really good at doing my quests, but I'm not very good at knowing which quest to do. You follow, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's a that's a fair point, man. To fill out the application makes sense. So for all you student loan havers out there, you know, maybe we'll get lucky. Well, they probably got private loans, so it don't count. What they dumbass? Okay, you want to talk about integrity? Integrity, Lord. Overrated. Ask, hmm? Overrated integrity. Yeah. You think old integrity is overrated? I'm I'm asking questions. I'm just I'm just spurring debate. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, uh, you asked me a while back. Uh, we were talking about being a hypocrite, and you're like, "Well, what are your values?" And I'm like, just hard silence, like values. And you're like, "Well, you can't be a hypocrite then you don't have any values." I guess one of my values would be integrity. You know what I mean? As defined, very simply, like, uh, what do you call it? Doing the right thing even when no one's watching type shit, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you put your grocery cart back into the, the return space when you leave the, the... Nah, I chucked that shit. Damn, Mark. That's tough. But yeah, like, just simple, simple stuff like but that. But that is integrity because I do, this, I do the same thing in front when exactly, the guy's Exactly, that's the, what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, integrity is, to me, one of a, a very, like, uh, a nice virtue because it does not necessarily speak to moral value. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have a you don't have to be a moral person to be in te- to yeah. have integrity. Like the fact that Hitler didn't uh, sign a treaty okay, in 1944. Okay, okay, okay. He stuck out to the all the way to the end. <laughs> Why are we inviting Hitler into our discussion of moral value and virtue? Otto Duro Wrangler, he he was a pedophile the whole time. He never he was never repenting about okay, that. Okay, Mark. Basically, it's way easier to work with and to be around a person who has integrity, even if they aren't the exact person you wish they were. You know. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to all my scumbags out there that are scumbags day one to day thirty. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think the world needs a little bit more of that. We need a little less people pretending to be nice guys. That ain't. You know well, I think to? we're already seeing that, and they're just like the the. There's like a 
there was content to fit those guys starting like five years ago, five, seven years ago. And what it all it really manifested in is with people, people being uh, a little bit more annoying. Hmm. Like, I, I don't think people not be like men starting to be not nice guys has really ever helped anyone tangibly. Yeah. Besides, like, hyping themselves up to do something that is really not all that beneficial for them or anybody else. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I had to fucking watch about a, a bunch of, like, I don't know, like, alpha male videos to be able to ask out a woman. Who are you? Come on. <laughs> are you are you a real person? Or watching Charisma on Command videos to be like a decent conversationalist. Like if you have nothing to say, just don't say anything. No one's damn, forcing you. Damn. All right, but like they have people out here, really, Mark. When it comes to like social situations, who are like waiting for their turn to speak, and they don't, and like also can't know when that time is. Like have you ever talked to somebody and like you say something, and they're just looking at you, and you're just looking at them, and then you're like. All right, buddy guy. If you got nothing to say, look away. <laughs> get, you, get your eyes off mine if you got nothing to say. I said my piece. Why are you just staring <laughs> at me? You ever talk to somebody like that? Like, not uh, even necessarily like that. I don't think I really encountered that too much. It's weird, dude. It's weird. I certainly had awkward stuff, but it was like, it's because we we did disengage at the proper time. Yeah. It's something that normal people wouldn't do. Like, uh, I was re-listening to some old phone calls because uh, my computer is just chock full of old phone calls. And I was listening to one, and I was describing you this uh, this story where, uh, fuck, it's going to take a lot of context to explain this. But basically, I got confronted uh, by a girl in study hall. And she was, like, uh, telling me something about, why do you keep doing this? They're just taking advantage of you. And, well, for your homework. Yeah, yeah. for your homework. Because I, I, I was letting people get my, my homework answers. Yeah. And uh, I just I just looked at her, and she kept talking, and then she finished talking, and then <laughs> you I just, just, I just looked away and started <laughs> keep on doing what I was doing because I had nothing to say, but I wasn't gonna act like, uh, you know, it was an autistic moment. I, I, <laughs> I'll admit that I'll admit that much, but I wasn't here being like I had I wasn't acting like I had anything to say because she said what she said. I accepted it. She was right. She was wrong. But that's like <laughs> I'm not about to argue about it. Yeah, I'm just not that type of guy. Yeah, you're you're a stoic person, and that's a that's pretty rare nowadays. And also, I sort of had the brain, like it's okay to have, like, have aspects of like a sociality missing because you never encountered it before. So like, like watching a video so you learn how to say uh, like an aspect of of social of socializing that you didn't have before. I guess that's fine. Because I didn't have confrontation as a thing in yet. life. Yeah, in life yet. So maybe if I had, I downloaded the confrontation DLC a couple years ago. So <laughs> if that happened now, I would have said something. You would have been more ready for it. Yeah, and that's just what growing up is. You know, it's supposed to happen in time, but because but, but there are certain things that people are deficit in, and it's a result of our culture. I feel like. Yeah, but they're like, I, I guess, yeah. But I just feel like watching a YouTube video about it is like, are you going to you're going to end up doing the quote unquote right thing at the wrong time for the wrong reasons? Like, 
all, all the conversational bullshit, <laughs> being nice to people yeah. in certain ways. I learned that because just watching other people doing it instead of watching yeah. a fake uh fucking late night movie. television interview where like they're <laughs> they're they're mimicking what a conversation is they're not like real really people talking yeah yeah so it's like it's it, funny um way I'm, I'm thinking about this is like uh i'm gonna bring up andrew tate this is just so this is uh, trigger one andrew tanked <laughs> i'm gonna bring up andrew tate but i uh, just want to say uh I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn it! I have short term memory loss. You go first. Nah, I just you brought up Andrew Tate. How about I, was, I know I was gonna bring up Andrew Tate, but I, I wanted to link it before I just start going into my. Uh, go ahead. Before I go into my monologue about Andrew Tate, you know. But our, this is our, this is unrelated. How about we just take a little vacation to Romania? Just just hang. It's just <laughs> you just go there with a box of condoms and no regrets. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> well. um... Mm-hmm. And that's why you should never eat Frosty Flakes on the moon. Right. All right. So I think the next topic be <laughs> being seen in public is what you sent me. Yeah. Why are we doing all my topics, bro? Where's your topics? Drop something in, bro. You gotta I forgot it. everything I literally was going to say before oh, this. Oh, Lord. But anyways, Andrew Tate thing. Let's just finish up. I remember Andrew Tate has a a spiel where he's saying, he's like, uh, someone's like, yeah, how, how should I act when a girl does X? Andrew Tate responds, he goes, how should I act? Why the fuck are you acting? Why the fuck are you acting? And I'm like, damn, I didn't expect him to actually say something appropriate to correct this time. He's like, what do you mean, act? Like, be, like you should be the person who does the right thing. You shouldn't try and pretend to be that guy because then it's like, it'll never work for you in the long term. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with integrity, man. If, you don't, if your behaviors aren't actually motivated on some level by your own thoughts there is no use for them you know what i mean they're, they're not serving anybody they're not for you they're not even for the other people because you're not actually doing it you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like another person is like piloting you for a minute and you're, it's like a person made by other people you're surrendering your mind to the imaginary uh imaginary moral uh fucking damn it there was a word for this Damn, I wish I could remember. But you're you're surrendering your yourself to an imagined moral judge, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, that guy that guy doesn't have your best interest in mind. He's not you. <laughs> He's not even real. That's the whole thing. It's like even the people that like their integrity gears them towards like social responsibility ethics, they follow some sort of code of ethics, right? That they got from someone else. But even that is better in a way than just like doing things because you think it's the right thing to do. You see what I say? That's like, not because you think it's the right thing to do, but because um, it seems like the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, a guy would be like, thou shalt not steal from the vending machine. But that's just, that's for your interpretation. Like, that's the Ten Commandments, the unabridged version, I should say, of the Ten Commandments. That's what I read. And it had all the doubt. <laughs> in Hebrew, in the original Hebrew. Yeah, in the original Hebrew. And he was like, thou shalt not wiggle the window at the video game store and try to get the the side games <laughs> try to get the side game boy games in the use pin um thou shalt not you know try to do try to steal coupons to buy pizzas with stuff like that anyways but fuck what was i gonna say thou shalt not oh but so you gotta you gotta it's like an interpretive so like these morals and stuff that you're constantly like trying to hinge to to like get yourself through the day or through conversations or have integrity with 
It's like early 2021. I was hungry, had no money. Thou shalt not steal. Well, that's implied to me in this context because I wanted food. So you know what I did? I did a little ski and went down to the vending machine January 5th, 2021 at 3.30 in the morning so I could have time to do the scheme correctly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so not, you are one of the 150 Americans every year that gets a vending machine dropped on them and dies. <laughs> yeah, I, I put up, I, I, I fucking got a chain and hooked it and uh, yeah, brought it to my room. And this smashed it <laughs> No, what I did was I I I got like a like a thermite drill and drilled a tiny little hole in the quarter <laughs> and put a string through it. So I kept using the same quarter, and then I kept getting free famous Amos cookies, and that's what Why'd I. Why'd you go for the cookies? <laughs> of, all, of all things, you go. For well, I gotta treat myself. <laughs> I'm hungry, but I gotta treat myself. <laughs> what did you actually do? You just shake it, shake it. No, I didn't. I didn't intentionally steal anything. It like I used my card. And it gave me like five things at once. It kept giving me five things at once, even though I paid for one thing. And you just kept taking them. Yeah. So you just went back with your bag and was like. Yeah, I brought my computer back. I literally <laughs> brought my computer back and <laughs> took a bunch of shit and left. Oh, and then Lord. after a while, because it's a two pronged thing. One is is that I'm out on campus at three thirty in the morning, it's pitch black, and this is in between semesters. Mm-hmm. No one's supposed to be here, even during the day. <laughs> so fucking ghost town college days, bro. I remember that at UL. It was yeah. the worst. Yeah, I did suck a dick. But here, I so in three Thursday in the morning, the cops, if they see anyone on campus, they're immediately gonna go to the area. So there's cameras all around here that I didn't even <laughs> notice. So they, they went there <laughs> and so I'm trying to get back. I have this I have the I'm like a raccoon. I, got, I have this this sack full of fucking vending machine food and I'm trying to make my way back to the apartments because it's not that that far away. Basically, like, you know, you see fucking cop cars. I see the lights flashing, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's the fuzz. And so I'm hiding. <laughs> it turned into a stealth mission out of nowhere, and I was in the shadows waiting for the, the cop car to turn this to corner, advance a little bit. Eventually, I got into the gate by, like, the dumpster over there, uh-huh. and since it was dark. Can I imagine this was mad stressful? This was a extremely stressful when it happened but in hindsight aren't you glad you had that experience where you got to actually run a stealth mission yeah like this is not no hyperbole with this so and this this happened multiple times in that time i i got away because once i got in the gate they weren't going to come into the apartment and i got away and i guess the, the cop got there it's like oh well, what is this, what is this? like an npc Must have been the win yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so i i made it that day uh like two days later i do it again and the cops now they go, they hook around to the building where the vending machine is. I'm making inside the mm-hmm. gate, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm sky free. I'm walking towards yep. the building on the sidewalk. You know, bro, that's when I that's when I appear right behind you with my uh, Windhelm helmet on, and I tap you on the shoulder. Stop right there! You violated the law. Pay the court a fine or serve your sentence. It got pretty close to that. <laughs> I saw, so I saw the car driving down like the little street that you're that to get into the gate, and I'm like, what the fuck? I gotta hide again. I, and I go around to the other side of uh, one of these apartment buildings, and I see that they're coming in the gate. These cops are actually trying to get me. They never come into the gate. Cops never came back here. Even the time someone got literally robbed by gunpoint for their fucking while the cops didn't come here. So they're actually trying to find somebody. They come in. They walk around. They're flashing police lights. I see at one point, at one point, uh, I got to... You know how like the building looks like uh like the uh-huh. downstairs or whatever. Yeah. I'm hiding like outside, like around a bush, around a corner, 
and I see a flashlight, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> how am I avoiding these people? How's how I'm like a Sasquatch sized individual. How am I avoiding these people? <laughs> I was about to say, bro, when they probably heard reports of a, a, a six foot seven black man walking around campus suspiciously with a bag. <laughs> Just, that's, they, that's that's when it was time for them to like put hoodie ready. on, hoodie on, and I uh, they they just didn't keep walking. They they just turned around. The flashlight turned around, and I just I just snuck into my room. And I was like, I don't know how I didn't get caught, but hey, plus ten to stealth. What can I say? <laughs> plus ten to sneak. I took that upgrade. Yeah. I, I oddly, I've always been pretty good at sneaking. Yeah, sneaking I, around is a little easier than people might think. It's probably yeah. dark too, right? Yeah, it was pretty dark. It was three thirty in the morning, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I felt pretty proud about that. But yeah, that's how you, that's stealing the out of the vending machine easy. The getting caught part, I, I can't guarantee you the same, the same success. But yeah, and when they, when they caught you and so you had a bag full of like stuff from the vending machine, then what, what was going to be your plan of action? Then I mean, I wouldn't have showed them that. I don't know what would have happened. Yeah, when they walk through, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm I'm on campus. I live in privateer place. My apartment's over there. I'm just taking a walk. I'm just taking like three thirty walk, man. I just gotta get my mind clear. My you know, my yeah. girl being a bitch again or something like that. And then you're like, oh, I can relate. Anyway, have have a nice night. You look suspicious though. Don't really be doing that. Maybe, just so you know. Just, just so, so you know, know, six foot seven black man with a bag full of stolen goods. You look suspicious. So you maybe walk on a levee or something. And I'm like, okay, I have a good morning. And then I went inside. And uh, around that time in my life, I think all I was doing was uh, watching wrestling and hoping that uh, and keeping the blackout cur- curtains up. Mm. It was a dark time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The blackout curtains would do that to you, dude. That time in my life was at UL before you got there, actually. Once mm-hmm. you got there, I was more on upswing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, keeping your curtains closed, closing the door. And like being in a box, but like right around six p.m. Right, six p.m. with the blackouts, just to keep the light out. Mm-hmm. But there is light for the, to keep out, right? You know what I'm saying? It can't be too dark because you have to be making a choice to be in the dark. Yeah, doing that, laying down, just looking at the ceiling, bro. It really hits a different. It's yeah. it's a one of a kind experience. I I only really feel not alone, but solitude in the nighttime. You follow? Like during the day, I don't yeah. ever really feel especially alone because the birds chirping, sunshine, and all the plants are here with me. You know what I mean? But alone in the room in the dark, yeah, that's the solitude right there. I I'd have no problem with the animals like solitude to me. It's just it's a little too tra- it's a little too tranquil when you know that there's animals and people around for me. It's like the the New Orleans East solitude. Like at one point, I hit a. Like it felt that no one in the apartment complex, like they all aged out of work. They either got arrested by the fucking DEA. Uh, after all those people got arrested, there was a bunch of old people there, so like they don't get up in the morning, and it was like pretty peaceful all the time. Mm-hmm. It just you know, why would you want to be outside when it fucking looks like, it just look like dog shit. And it's, it sucks because in the east, you're always adjacent to something that's really nice. Like, there's a lake on the other side of the fence, but I can't go there. I think it was a gated community or something. But, yeah, I really I really enjoy living next to old people, I guess was the point of that story. Because they don't do anything, and I enjoy that. 
yeah. around here, you know, there's always something. In the morning, everyone's rushing to go to class. In the evening, they're like, they're playing dog shit music. There was one time there was a party around here, and it was like the one good song they played. They played Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. And they, they, you could tell... You could tell that there was only one cool guy fucking at the party. Because he was the only one you could hear? He, only, he was what? Because he was the only one you could hear? No, he was the only one who was singing along with the song. Like, so you, he was the only one you could hear actually singing. No, I mean, I was there. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it was pretty It was pretty cool. You didn't sing? I, I was singing, but I was like, I was still observing. Like, there was like three girls there sitting at a table, and they was like, come on. It's dreams and nightmares, but... Like, like, Stick to the don't, script. There's dreams and nightmare, you dumb bitch. Come on. Whoa. No. 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 She no. is a dumb bitch. She is a dumb she bitch. She is a dumb bitch. That's one of the songs that's... Like, come on. You can't defy that. It's, Ain't this what they've been waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite line from Dreams and Nightmare? Let's, 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 let's share it, bro. Your favorite line. I don't have a, a favorite line. Or like favorite bar. There's a favorite... Section from Dreams and Nightmare. No, let's get this. I want to get the words completely right with this. Oh, Lord. Dreams and Nightmares lyrics. One of my favorite parts is, Hey, to rest in peace. Rest in peace, peace to, to the, the parking, parking lot. lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in the parking lot. Uh, hmm. Man. I used to pray for time. For like the, I, I can peace. tell that Meek Mill is for sure the guy that like bought his first nice car and it's like oh, haters. Oh my haters are so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like. Why don't we just do the whole song right now? Why don't we just just sing the whole song right now? I'm with it. All right, <laughs> no instrumental. Let's see how right we get it. Acapella. Yeah. And this was they've been waiting for. You ready? <laughs> I used to pray for times, times like, like this, this to rhyme like this, this so I had to grind like this to shine like this in the matter of time I spent on some locked up shit in the back of a paddy wagon cuffs locked on wrist see my dreams unfold nightmares come true it was time to marry the game and I said yeah I do if you want it you gotta see it with a clear eye view gotta show that she blessed me like I said I chew like a nigga sneeze nigga please for them trigger squeeze I'm getting cream never let them hold Getting between, between of what we got started, little nigga. But, but I'm lying hearted. They loved me when I was stuck and they hated when I departed. I go and get it regardless. Draw like I'm an artist. No crawling when walk when straight walking with foreigns in my garages. All foreign bitches menaging, fucking sucking and swallowing anything for a dollar. Then tell me, get him. I got him. I did it without an album. I did Ooh, shit with Mariah, <laughs> little nigga on fire. I see like a hockey rink, Philly nigga on flyer. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was least. Then I bought the new Ferrari. Hate rest in peace. Hate rest in peace. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in a parking spot. You ain't talking about my niggas. Then what you talking about? Gangsta moving silence, nigga. I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word. So my grind now, I got what I deserve. Fuck, nigga. Maybach music. <laughs> And the funny thing about that, that's just that's just the first verse. <laughs> we don't have to do the rest. Yeah, no, that was that's perfect, dude. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's only a few songs out there that you can really get that into. There's only a few, man. Another one that comes to mind for me has got to be Saint Pablo by Kanye West. I don't know if you're as familiar. I'm not as familiar. My wife said 
I can't say no to nobody. And at this rate, we gone both die broke. Got friends that ask me for money, knowing now I'm in debt. And like my wife said, I still didn't say no. People trying to say I'm going crazy on Twitter. My friend's best advice was to stay low. I guess it's hard to decipher all of the bills, especially when you got family members on payroll. The media said it was outlandish spending. The media said he's way out of control. I just feel like I'm the only one not pretending. I'm not out of control. I'm just not naked control it's, it's like a real like kanye west telling you this this is what the life of kanye west is being hood adjacent to the kardashians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see is he is that i, just, I like the way he, he like tweeted the kardashians for that too he's like he's like yeah i guess we are spending a lot of money when uh chloe courtney and kim kardashian are all on our books you know what i'm trying, trying to say yeah what i find odd about that is that apparently in recent years, he's been pushing, like, he's been referencing, like, a gang connection. And it's like, no, you're not. Why wouldn't he be? He's from Chicago. Yeah, but he was a fucking, he's a fucking polo guy. He was a, he's not, he's he's adjacent to that culture, but he's not of that gang shit. Amen. He's a guy listening to Gil Scott Heron in his fucking mom's fucking basement. He's, <laughs> he's a guy whose mom was an art teacher. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he was, you know, a hard scrabble maybe, but he's not... He's not that that hard, which is nothing against him. But I just find it odd to like be in middle age and be like, "Yeah, I'm a gang guy." I mean, at this point, he might be. That's what I'm saying, basically, is because as a result of his like affluence and connection, he might know those people. I mean, he came up with Jay Z, Mark. Think about. By it. the time he he did make beats, by the time he met Jay Z in like '98, '99, Jay Z wasn't selling crack for like a decade at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so he knew many people that was in the game, like as a ground level guy at oh, one point. So what, what did he do? That he, like he was fronting how he's like with them killers type shit. Yeah, with them killers type shit. Like he's a fucking like, like he fucking he's, like he's a he's a, a shooter. Yeah, like, like like he really out here, you know, running licks and just shooting old people for fun. Yeah, well, maybe not that much, but <laughs> yeah. I was about to say shout out to TK, but that's like a banned phrase in my Twitch chat, personally. Why? Shout out to TK? Yeah. Well, for what? Killing? Stealing? Oh, that's that's against TOS? Yeah, obviously. Oh, damn. Or not even, I'm not saying that. Like, dude, what did TK do for the culture? He made, he murdered somebody, he, then he went on the run. The race. And yeah, made the song The Race. Free TK. <laughs> Fuck out of here! It's, it's, Free take It's truly like the word "headass" will never retire to me no, because bro. they keep acting like it. They people keep acting like it. These headasses really just like white person woke away from the culture, man. That's that's the most headass thing I've seen in a minute. <laughs> woke don't even mean what it used to. Stay woke. You can't even say that no more. That's not even yeah. Like everything, like every word has to get fucking commoditized, ran through a fucking wheat thresher, and then it just it becomes meaningless or what it refers to is something that's dumb as shit. Like people calling stuff base now. Based? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Well like saying, Oh, this person is based because they have opinions different from the normal one. Yeah, like calling Trump base. There's nothing based about it. like what is is what does he have any traits that are similar to Lil B besides being a human being by being a fucking humanoid? 
Remind him, or who's the real base god, dude? It's fucking Lil B, whatever his real name is. He man, you remember that day we like uh, we really like sat and watched, listened to um yeah. I Love You by Lil right, B. I remember that. It was a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were both like really speaking and thinking on like, man, this guy's like rapping out here. It's a joke. It's for fun. And like, there's people that really have propped him up and like made his life so much better in so many ways. And like, this is not a this is an emotional song, bro. Like, and you can cry to this. It's, and like he he actually starts crying in the video and everything. I was like, damn, I was not expecting this. Like, you just like a, a goofy rapper guy, but you really out here, you feel it. You know what I mean? It yeah. The essence of being bass is have hitting an incredible low, being sort of like uh, not, what's not off putting, but sort of like a different in some way. Even when you are doing all right, mm-hmm. and you still rise to like you reach your potential as a person, and that what makes you bass is like. Being able to like yeah. that, uh, that attrition and your difference from the norm that's what makes you yeah, base and still succeeding under the normative standard, like Trump being born into a insanely rich family and then yeah, doing that rich guys, you from being based, yeah, that excludes you from being or any, po- any of these politicians. So, like, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't like Trump, I'm not, hey, we don't, we don't politics shame, we don't, we, we any ideology is, is home here. But I'm just saying, he's just technically on a technical level. You know, integrity. If you're a, a right wing conservative, just say your real beliefs. Keep them, keep them in your pocket. You know, and let everybody know. Yeah. I just think that poor people, it's their fault. They should go get a job because you know, poor people don't have jobs. They should take all the pennies together, buy one of those like Visa gift cards at Walgreens, max it out five hundred dollars with all the pennies y'all got. And then leverage yourself to the hilt with some dumbass uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, or y'all could like buy stuff on Amazon and resell it on eBay for a little bit more money. Soon <laughs> enough, you'll have a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, buy you a P.O. box, <laughs> even though you don't have an ID. <laughs> <laughs> and or, or do what is even better. Get you any type of phone, any type of pager, thing that com- com- can communicate with a phone. Or even better, go to the go to the library, get a Google phone number, and then use that to do scam phone calls to get people to send you Amazon gift cards. Just remind me, like I said, minimum wage is seven twenty five. Twenty four hours in a day. How many dollars have you made today? Less than one hundred fifty. Yeah, less than one hundred fifty. Yeah, get get on it. That's my bad. Get on it. That's my bad. Like, dude, McDonald's is hiring at ten dollars an hour. You can easily work sixteen hours in a day. Because you, you get home in an hour, sleep for seven hours, wake up, get back to it. 17 times 10 is what? 170? $170 a day? And I'm doing a good service by getting the black community the food that they love so much. Like, there's just so many fuck-ups, man, that don't care to even try and get better, do better, be better. What are you, man? A failure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways. Who... <clears throat> I think if uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, who was a crackhead, a virulent crackhead, smoked so much crack, his dealer said stop. Who was this? Mike, the My Pillow guy. He owns the My Pillow company. I mean, you might, you might probably won't see it because it's on infomercials on channels that you don't watch. But he's like a political guy now who like loves Trump. Not familiar. Not and he made a documentary I, saying how the I uh, deliberately do not follow politics. Probably. You shouldn't. I whenever. It sucks. I mean, I mean, obviously, you see from my recommended here is that I like political theory and all this, but that's I not. Do too. I do too. But it's not a like. Yeah, I'm probably Have you ever not gonna heard vote. Of, uh, second thought. 
Second Thought. Yeah, I've heard of Second Thought. He's the most popular Marxist Leninist on YouTube. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Uh, He's a lot of pretty decent capitalist critique, though. I didn't know that part. It's like, it's very uh, intro to to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, man, if you want to just be a base, a base Marxist Leninist critiquer. Infrared right there. There you go. Infrared. He's going to say a lot of shit that you, that's going to be jarring at first, but you just got to, there's a lot of good. I don't think it's going to be jarring to me, honestly. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I've rubbed shoulders with, you know, the ideal. In terms of, um, in terms of like gradations of YouTube political bullshit, it's like the entry level stuff is like bread to video essay bullshit. Then maybe in the middle you get like the second thought Hakeem level where there's a little bit of theory into it. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the top level of YouTube is probably infrared where he's talking about not just Marxist philosophy. He's talking about that in extreme detail because he devoted his life to learn it. But he's also talking about all sorts of philosophy like uh, like there you got Alexander Dugan. He's talking about the history of anarchism as a phenomenon. He's talking about everything from Heraclitus and Plato all the way up to, um, you know, current philosophers right now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the video, the video essay side of YouTube is very... Um, Dog shit. It's, it's horrible most It's of all the same. Yeah. And so it's like, if you have a well-formed opinion about the things you're watching the video on, the only fun you can have is ripping it, like, as yeah. you watch it. You know what I mean? And that's what I do. And most of, like, the low-level... Like that first intro level to fucking politics uh, video essays type stuff. It's very much like the theater, like philosophy tube, Uh just big theater kid energy. (laughs) It's like so much of that like space is just is just theater kid stuff that I'm not into. I I never like the energy of of theater people. Look, man, you're the exception. Obviously, I'm not a theater kid. Yeah, it was very rough. Getting acquainted with that, bro. When I was in the theater program, it was very rough being uh, being basically a jock who tore my ACL, became, became a theater kid as I tore my ACL, right? Yeah. Or became part of theater, and then just being like deep in that clique. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're like, like Terry Crews instead of films. You went to theater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will. I'm looking forward to doing some film stuff very soon. So we know. I, I, hope, I hope that goes well for you because that's uh that seemed like the dream. Being an actor in films seemed like such the easiest job in the fucking world, and fun. Dude, getting uh getting cast is like the tough part though. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna start going to casting calls and trying to figure out how to make it work, man. Nobody tells you how to do any of this shit, man. It's also exhausting. Yeah. Tired of it, bro. Why can't they just give me like a genius fun? What, what do you think it would take for me to just like uh, I don't know, get get one of those genius grants, bro? Don't you have to like test into Mensa and they give you like thirty thousand dollars a year to be a genius? Is that true? It's something like that. It might be a higher. If that's uh, true, I will go take that test, bro. I know I can. I think it is a test. Is it's a test and an application. Mensa away. gives you money. I never knew that. I I don't think it's Mensa. Like people who are in it apply to a different thing and get some like endowment. I think. To just like do whatever project they're working on in the same way like you get a book contract like having an agent doesn't give you a contract you have to seek it out after the fact right so i think you know you might want to look into that uh i mean in terms of being a genius uh that'd be cool you ever heard of coursera 
it's basically like this place that just like uh, funnels online courses from different schools. Yale is very heavily involved with it for whatever reason. And there's this course on Coursera that I, um, I uh, signed up for. It's free. Don't don't get it twisted. I would never spend money on online courses when I work. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like Skillshare, but it's like real colleges. And uh, I took one. It was the Science of Wellbeing. That was a pretty cool one. And it's like you don't have to turn in assignments. You can literally just like have the lectures from the teachers, like at Yale or whatever. And they have one about genius that I have like signed up for, but I have not looked at it at all yet. That's always been something that's intrigued me. The whole idea of genius really sucks for them, bro. I don't think any of any of them ever get a dub. The geniuses. Wow, how so? They always end up very like outsider people. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. For most of it, what I'm seeing. Yeah, but I don't think that's a product of being a genius. I think that's a product of them being siloed off from like the normal track. And everything they do, they get uh, like intellectually get siloed off from like being a child. Mm. So that's true. So yeah, maybe it's good that I was like poor and black, so that didn't happen to me. Yeah, it only happened to you in a minor way in like taking gifted classes. I get, but I guess. But I mean, I was just about to say going to Franklin for both of us kind of is indicative of that. Yeah, even though, like. I always felt very uh, self, what's it called, conscious about the fact I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not a, I just don't, I'm not like a typical New Orleans guy. Like I don't fit, a, I only fit in in that very small context of like Franklin style people. Yeah. But, you know, being on the bus changes that, I guess, to some extent. But all, the, everyone that I was on the bus with, they were all like moms. So that's not a that's not a way to learn. I'm trying to I'm trying to hear some real pimp shit. There was no pimp style individuals on the bus that I was taking. Sad, bro. <laughs> There's a guy on the bus yesterday. He looks at a woman. He goes, "Your face is looking right." I'm like, "That's just not good." Like, you, we <laughs> we need to workshop that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look, verbatim, bro. <laughs> Your face is looking right, love. What? Don't say that. What you gonna wear it? <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey, that's a, that's catcalling is real, folks. Catcalling is real. It happens. It's not good. Is it? Is it bad? I didn't say it was bad. I said it's not good. It can be bad. It is many times. Yeah, that's right. I'm very good. At, I'm very good at towing the line, bro. I will not pick a side here. I find it very odd how people could be like. You know, the cat call, anti-cat calling shit really, you know, got heated like seven years ago. And I always was like so confused about it because like, like as a woman, you're walking on the street, you're very little danger in most, most time when someone's cat calling you because in front of a bunch of people, nothing's probably not going to happen. But it's all right, like, Mark, I'm going I'm to I'm stop you right on there, the other dude. on the other side of this is what I realized. Like, could we just talk about the condition of the cat caller? From his perspective, how pathetic and stupid that is. It's like, please, you're being like, I literally have no chance with this woman, so I'm just not even going to attempt to engage her like a human being. Yeah. And I just always thought that was like, that was just so funny. It's like it's a rendering. You say, hey, baby, come fuck me. Hey, hey, I'm trying, I'm trying to get my dick sucked over here. It's like, how are you not just laughing at that guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, Mark. I want you to imagine that you're walking 
It is we're, shocking the first time. I'm about to say, we're going to completely, uh, like, hyper, hyperbolic. What is it? What's the word? Hyperbolize? Hyperbolize? Is yeah, that, that sounds like a word, yeah. We're going to hyperbolize this, right? Just imagine you're a runway model, right? You're walking a runway, right? Yeah. And as you're walking, there are just lots of men. Oh, I'm going to fuck your ass so good, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, look, look at those cheeks. Ooh, look at that wagon. <laughs> Ooh, them lips. Like she's saying shit like <laughs> to you as you walk by, but that's the type of shit they say to people. If I, I mean, that's the stuff I would be expecting as a runway model. But yeah, I understand. I understand as a regular person, that's very jarring. Very jarring, bro. It's just yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you. Yeah, that's that's ooh, horrible. Ooh, I, 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 ooh, I can get inside you. This type of shit that they actually say. It's not. I, under, I understand. You that. See what I'm saying it's not typically like. Oh, you looking cute today. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a bunch of men saying this at you. You know if any one of them trying to attack you, what are you going to do? Lose. That's not good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's, I mean, I'm just observing the patheticness of the cat caller. Yeah. And it's like, in a way, like if you're anti, like if you're getting, like the stereotypical getting cat called by a construction worker. <laughs> And it's like shout out to construction worker. That guy, that guy been taking L's. That guy's been taking L's, and he's just trying to make some. He's just trying to regain some of his masculinity by catcalling you. I'm not saying that's why it should exist. I'm just saying that's like that dynamic that's going on. It's not. Are you showing compassion towards the person in the wrong in a situation? How dare you? I'm just trying. You know, I'm trying to do decolonized uh, dialectics or whatever dumb bullshit they say on Twitter. Is that actually a thing you say? Yeah. Wow. We gotta do we gotta do DBT. We gotta do dialectic behavioral therapy. And by the way, I never read Hegel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what are you talking? What is what could possibly be dialectical behavioral therapy? <laughs> I don't understand. Whatever. Therapy's fake anyway. You actually believe that? I don't know. I don't know what I believe. <sighs> There are many like scientifically substantiated types of therapy. Psychotherapy is not. But for instance, no, I'm in physical therapy. It's a scam. I could I could rehab my, from my fucking stroke myself. <laughs> Motherfucker can't even walk. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna bring up uh, act th- act therapy. Like for instance, act th- what's that? I think it's uh, I can't recall. Let's just look it up. I'm not gonna be do that do that thing where I like conjecture at what something is when we know it's a real thing. Act therapy. I know it's for uh addiction. Acceptance and commitment therapy. Alright. Accepting yourself, it changes you to accept yourself for who you are. Commit to establishing new behaviors or like um not even new behaviors, new thing new ways of doing things. And just like accepting the process of like that being up and down, and mm-hmm. it has been shown to be very, very effective in the treatment of. So is that like a alcoholism. subset, a subset of something else? Because that sounds like a discipline. Like I majored in act therapy. What do you mean? Oh no, no. Well, you could you would be an act therapist. Like you would be you would major in therapy or like a psychology. You would mm-hmm. be a psychologist. You would be a therapist, and then you would do act therapy. Like for instance, if you're in a, a substance abuse specialist. You would do. You would probably be familiar with act therapies. You know? Yeah, I'm not saying or like uh, what is it? Dialectic behavioral therapy. Remind me, dialectic is. 
I'm gonna give you the the the, the Lord's fucking definition. <laughs> the Lord's because it could be very confusing. The Lord's definition. The art of investigating or discussing the truth of opinions. But there's a framework of dialectics of Hegelian, yeah, of dialectics that they're referring to. It's not therapy. It's not. So if you're doing dialectics, you're not doing therapy. You're doing dialectics. If you're doing therapy, it's not dialectics. It's like it's more like I guess it would be for if you have an opinion of yourself that needs to be investigated, a pain situation. But that's just not. That's just some. It's just a buzz, fucking buzz phrase yeah. that was going around. I feel like 2020 was the worst for that type of shit. It's like we need we need to decolonize the office space. We need to normalize getting fucking ass. <laughs> well, I agree with you on that. I guess <laughs> we we need to normalize getting pegged. That was the one. Whew. We we need to normalize getting toppy aggressively. <laughs> we need to, we need to, we need to normalize submitting to women. That's what I need from the world. I need them to accept me for who I am. A man that needs his a woman to throw him down. You follow? We need to normalize not wearing a bra ever. Normalize titties out. Yeah. What thing? Let's think of a thing that we could be like a norm. What thing do I want normalized? Being normal. We we need to normalize a, a um a standard of normalcy from an average framework. What is normal? It's the norm. How about that? Let's normalize that. Hmm. Some of these aberrant behaviors we got going on nowadays that they want to normalize, they're not normal. Let's not normalize them. They can be different. That can be okay. We need to normalize having cyclical and constant peasant revolts. Never having a full-blown revolution. Because I like the way you you immediately follow up my horseshit thoughts with like a real <laughs> <laughs> a real opinion. Uh, so never like the full re- blown revolution. It doesn't have to be consistent. That could just be like one thing that happens one day. But cyclical peasant revolts were like like the jackery is what I'm thinking of in France. I remember we had to read one day like world history about the jacare, and there's like this account of what the peasants did to the nobles after they got really fucking angry with them. And hey, me saying that the idea, the generalized idea is what I'm supporting. The in particulars, that's I'm not going to endorse it, but I'm not going to comment on it. I'm just going to say what happened. So the Jacquerie got angry one day. And there's this account of busting down nobleman's house. They fucking slash up the nobleman. They fucking put his meat out they, and then boil him. And they said, we finna eat. Oh, wait, you got a wife, too? And let's uh, I did not like the inflection on wife too. And they uh they gratified themselves inside the wife's body. They they collectively used her body to jack off. And I think they also ate her too. So I'm not saying we gotta do that to Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not saying we should do that. Why did they eat her after they defied her body? You can boil the nut out. Well, they thought that. They thought that. I mean, look, bro. Even if it's that's true, you can boil it all, right? Right? It's clean after. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Spiritual. It was yeah. A, spiritually, you cannot boil the. It nut was out a pure transgressive behavior, and I think 
pure transgressiveness, we righteous. Need to, we need to normalize righteous rebellion. Yeah, righteous violence. That's that sounds a little too much to me. Righteous violence. It, that sounds a little too fashy to me, but it's uh, it's still. I think that's still correct. I think, I think we do need to normalize just uh, what is not necessarily rebellion. What's another word for it? Opposition to the standards. Like for instance, you know, you know, I'm the guy that like says stuff in class or like to the teacher about how I don't like what they're doing or how things are going. Yeah. And like it's like such a wild out there thing to do. Like the teach I always catch them off guard. Like for instance my chemistry teacher, she was doing something, I'm like, oh, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. She's like, oh what? I'm like, yeah, because of this, this and that, like the way that you're grading this or like something it doesn't make any sense. You probably shouldn't do it like that to be real with you, Dr. Lopez. And she's just looking back at me like why are you doing that right now? <laughs> <laughs> can I just go home to my uh, to my house that I can barely afford to live in because I'm not being paid enough because I'm a professor at Delgado. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just yeah. like, look, it needs to be done. This is your job. Do it better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need to normalize that. We got to normalize. We have to not just hold managers accountable. We have to hold everyone oh, accountable. Bro, managers. Hold Hold people accountable. Everyone accountable. Bro, I had a, a two by two. Well, basically, I had a like a, a meeting with my manager, which is like things I've been doing well, things I could do better. I tell her things you could do well, things you've been doing well, things you could do better. Mm-hmm. And I just told her straight up, bro. I'm like, look, Tuesdays in the gym, there's a thousand things we got to do. And you just added something else to our list of things to do. And you're never here to see how it actually is like to run and do all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you didn't even ask us. You just put that shit on a checklist. That's not right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like they have no basis to even like oppose my thoughts. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And like when that happens, you just feel mad because you're like, I should have never been going through this in the first place. You you just so fucking wrong right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's off the way because, you know, we don't speak about our job on the podcast. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Ooh. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so much. Maybe you should just come to casting calls with me. They can use you. I don't want to fucking do that. Why not? You could be a henchman. Easy. I was on. You be a uh, bouncer, a bodyguard. The uh, what should I call it? Mark, I'm not joking, website. bro. Look, look, look me in my eye, bro. The football coaches, the basketball coaches, they try to get you, bro. You can definitely be typecast as an actor and get some easy money, but you're not gonna have to die for it. Yeah. Think about it. I think about it. I just need. I just want a consistent ass job right now because I need money. Me too. There's an internet bill. Me too. There's a fucking phone bill coming up. There's a fucking rent. That's not going to be nice. <laughs> okay. The groceries. It's, it's all bad right now. It's all pretty fucking bad. Are we are we negative yet? We're not negative, but it's going to be like, it's, I'm going to make that shameful phone call right one day. Like, mama, <laughs> mommy, can you help me? Your son is a piece of shit. He's a useless piece of shit right now. Can't get a job. Bro, remember, you're not even done yet. You're not, you're not even an adult yet. Literally. Never forget, you're an adolescent. Still to this day. But the but the Cox man, like, I'm going to keep it real with man. you. This is another, we need to normalize this thought right here, right? This All right. thought right here. What are adolescents made for? What are we good at? What are we biologically and just like... What do we fit to do? What do we? What are we geared towards? Like as because humans are animals, bro. Yeah, 
as far as like in this moment in our life what is what is the thing that i am made to do what is my purpose my mission what should i be doing right now be sexually coerced by an older man was that the wrong answer i should be fucking you should be fucking yeah adolescents should be fucking that's our whole thing yeah it's our whole prerogative our brains are not good at thinking working doing all this shit what we are built for is fucking running jumping nothing and busting this is no longer accommodated by society so we're just in this weird space where our whole i don't think anyone's a, a busting denialist basically what i'm saying is we are we have a whole frame our body our whole biological system our psychological systems yeah are not set up for us to be doing what we're doing yeah in the world so you got to give yourself so a pass on that you know what i'm trying to say i understand i'm giving myself the moral pass but cox is not is going to be like something else that's what i'm saying i don't feel like you're a piece of shit for needing help from your mom that's what i'm saying yeah it's hard not to right hard not to because it's like you got, you got told that you're so special and I'm no different from some other, some everyone else in New Orleans, just out here yeah. being the aimless dickhead. Have you ever seen the map where it's like you can uh, click, or like you can look up a zip code and it tells you the expected income from somebody from that area? I know the expected income in New Orleans is like in the mid twenties. It's funny in our area specifically because this map you can put any zip code, and I know you literally was like across the street from me, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking less than fifteen k mark. Cause you gotta remember, there's lots of zeros. There's lots of dead or in jails. So, keeping that mother in mind, are you really doing that bad? <laughs> I mean, everyone's doing bad. It's like it's, it's, it's not, that's not anything to do. What with I'm me. saying is, a lot of your achievement, you should base your goals not around achievement, but around your own influence over the process. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You can't expect to leave a place. Where your number one, well, your number one and two most likely things are death and jail, right? Mm-hmm. You can't expect to leave that place and be having the same scenario outcome predicament as someone leaving another place where their expected outcome is $100,000 that they never worked a day for their life for. You see what I mean? Man, that'd be so sweet. I just fancy. It wouldn't, though. You would just be bad to other people instead of yourself. Well, I mean the $100,000 part, not the me being a different guy part. Oh. Fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, being the guy who grew up with 100K, like that's it's a hard knock life right there, man. That's that's stinky. <laughs> that's stinky. But I just sometimes just dream of the big rock candy mountain. I just have him. Imagine experiencing cognitive dissonance on a regular basis, bro, just in life. Yeah, I deserve these things that I have. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. There's people with nothing who still think, like who have very little and still think, I don't really deserve this, I guess. But I just, I just gotta keep going, and then you get scales all the way up to, to Jeff Bezos, who's like, yeah, I've earned every cent of this, and I have it, and I know that I deserve it because I have it. <laughs> and the reason I have it is because I deserve it. I can't wait for the day, because they're all older than us, like the Peter Tills, the Elon Musk, the, the Jeff Bezos to a lesser degree. Like when they just pass away one day in their seventies, and like you thought you thought you were gonna live forever and live on the moon, get with your <laughs> dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> but the technology is not. It's gonna it's gonna arrive like ten years after they die too. 
No, it's going to be a great day because then I get to have it. Will the live forever juice? Not the live, but the the nanotechnology so I don't have to die from cancer juice. Yeah, yeah, The, ooh, let me get a new heart, please. Thank you. Yeah, we making the pig hearts. The pig heart stuff, it's been working for some people. Um, So that, you know. If the vegan agenda works. By the time mm-hmm. we need a new heart mark, there's going to be nice cyborg hearts. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm, I'm oh, we can get the that. full cyborg. I'm going to get in a nasty car crash just like him. And then my, my parts of my body is going to be full computer. So that's how cyborg became cyborg. Yeah, that's his origin story. I didn't know he got in a car crash. Yeah. Learn something today. Because I I, uh, I watched a review of like the last Justice League, mm-hmm. the Zack Snyder one. And apparently... Uh, in the original, the original Justice League, written by that other guy, he cut out all the cyborg stuff, and Zack Snyder was like, "Nah, this guy's like, this guy's pretty cool, so I'm gonna put all his scenes back in." Yeah. But Have the, you seen it? I didn't watch. It. It's a four-hour movie. Fuck that, and it's not that good, honestly, from what I've heard. What? I was say, you don't, don't be saying that. You ain't seen it. You can't say it's bad. Uh, the story sounds like really fucking poorly done. Okay, you can say that. You can't say that it's bad. Though. And also, I seen the visuals, movies. and the visuals look dog shit because it's very dark to obscure the shitty effects. <laughs> I hate when they do that in movies. So those two things combined. Did you ever finish watching Teen Titans? By the way, no, I'm still. Ha- I haven't watched a single episode since that fucking watching the first thirty one. Man, because I ain't ready for it yet. I know it's gonna get good, and I know the movie's probably all probably solid. Mm-hmm. Man, we should watch Teen Titans. But it seems that, um, like, outside of Teen Titans show, like, that, that animated run, everything else that those characters are in, they get treated like dog dick, from what I know. They're pretty good in, um, in the fighting game, Injustice. But I meant, like, the the other fucking, like, there was, what was it called, the Apocalypse movies? Oh, Justice League Dark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I want. I want Cyborg to be a man guy. I don't want him to be the side attraction. That, that's an interesting type of guy. Yeah, that movie was very violent. I watched it. I'm trying to get to it one day. It was pretty good, but honestly, it's like one of those things where it's just kind of like you don't really need to watch that. Is there going to be? How is a? I guess this observation has been made before. What, like, America has in violence, uh, Japan seems to have in sex. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And it's like, how about how about we normalize superhero movies having full pen? <laughs> it could be simulated full pen. It doesn't have to be a real penis or whatever. But let's normalize that. Let's normalize that. Let's decolonize these superhero movies, huh? Wow. Because every movie be like, the penis is on this side, the vagina's on the other, but let's marry them. Let's be li- dialectical about it. It's dialectical. <laughs> Good thing we don't have a camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. I got a yeah. lot of stuff I got to watch. Just being like being a principal at the school and doing like accidentally doing the dick sucking motion while you're trying to give a speech. <laughs> <laughs> All the students start snickering. Yeah, dude. I got a lot of stuff I want to watch. Have you ever seen Mob Psycho? Mob Psycho, no. I'm gonna watch that. I've been want. I've been. Uh, it's been on the list for a while. Then we'll go home and check that out. Finally, My it's really hard for me to like turn on a show. 
Like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'd rather just, like, do something that doesn't take as much time. I'm, or, like, play a game. I made an observation, like, a month ago. And I was like, okay, what movies I wanted to watch in the upcoming months. And I was like, oh, I'm curious about Big Mama House series. I remember really like the first one when I was a kid. I collect, I like the moral of it. And uh, the moral was basically, like, even though your parents aren't here, that doesn't mean you're going to act out. You're not going to take advantage of of the, the your black the black lady nanny or whatever what's it what's it called babysitter yeah that's what it's called <laughs> um and uh yeah and the kids ends up uh not submitting to authority because that sounds wrong but like realizing that someone actually cares about her so she starts acting like regular and stops being so self-destructive nice uh you know and it has a bunch of you know big black lady comedy in there but what i found so like it's such an absurd idea for a movie and it came out if i if i'm wrong it came out like around 9 11. so it's like <laughs> and it's like goddamn i it's a part of me that like really loves america it's like we needed this we needed this <laughs> big mama's house this is what we needed you just mrs, mrs. doubtfire shit like that yeah but 90s are different because the whole like there was a there was a uh what's it called like a systemic 9-11 in the form of nafta um but you know nafta is basically one of the things we could point to are why people are so uh extremely mentally physically unwell today because it made everything cheaper it made the processes uh as well cheaper so yeah everything why everything is dog shit now even the food is because of nafta because you could just get slave labor from uh, the poorest place in whatever province between America, Mexico, and Canada. So, you know, it fucked the worker. It fucked the people who actually consume the stuff. Shout and out to the NAFTA. Shout out to NAFTA for ruining America even more. I was about to say, there's many, many things that we could shout out for ruining America. Uh, fucking Reagan. 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 Up top, mate. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Iran Contra. He was fucking fucking around with the Contras, giving them weapons to fight the Sandinistas. The Sandinistas, they was caring about they was caring about freedom. And Contras, you know what they did? They went into some of those towns. You know what they did? They captured the women and children, lined them all up, shot them, slit their throats. Some of them, they, they cut their hands off, boiled them. They were doing horrendous stuff. And that was Reagan doing that. Reagan was doing that, giving up to these Nazis, these genocidal Nazis, just to... Because they don't want a little socialism in South in South America, in Central America. They like, don't want socialism anywhere, dude. And, you know, yeah. it, like a part of the reason why school costs so much now is because they're trying to keep poor people out of school. Because if poor people become educated, the educated proletariat, as they put it, very dangerous. Not, not what we're looking for, Mark. Yeah, they're going to yeet on them. We're going to yeet on Reagan. Yeah, dude. And then let's go even backwards. And it worked, too. Like, he even, like that was even like the base for him saying that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, we the, we got to keep certain people out of higher education. Poor people. Yeah. Before that, though, Jimmy Carter deregulated a bunch of industries, accelerated a capital accumulation in key industries from airlines to telecommunications. Why the Internet suck, Jimmy Carter? Why? Why is it possible for them to, like, have the same infrastructure but, like, run it, like, you know what getting throttled is, right? I get throttled all the time. That's why I couldn't stream them the other <laughs> week because they were throttling my internet. Why is throttling legal? It literally is. Like There's they, nothing, no law against throttling a customer that pays the same price for it. I think you can have some sort of dispute. I think there's a class action suit that maybe got thrown out or something. But I remember there being a, a thing about this. The problem with throttling is that you can't prove it. It's like you have yeah, a, you have, plausible deniability. Yeah. 
So when I called them the other day about like what's going on on my internet, every time that I try to download something or upload a video, the internet just cuts out because it doesn't. It seems like the internet doesn't want to upload anything over a fucking fifty megabytes, megabits. Bytes is the bigger one, yeah. Um, so it just cuts out, and they're like, I don't know, I couldn't tell you. And then once I finish this half hour fucking interaction, doing all this fucking blowing to the cartridge type shit with my internet. Oh, it automatically works now because I unplugged and plugged it back in. Fuck off. Suck my fucking dick. I pay $80 for this fucking shit, and it doesn't work half the time. You know what, man? I think we can finish this podcast all strong. Yeah. By just saying America and the free market has given us way more things than we ever wanted, but we don't need none of this shit. A lot of things we really need. We don't have here in America. We need to unleash the forces of production. We have all these surplus men and women. Let us work. We're valuable. We're talented. We're smart. Anyone between fucking 70 IQ all the way up to 200, all the way back to 30. We all got something to contribute. Let us fucking play, coach. Put us in. Put us in. And let everybody get a fair shot. And if I make a bucket, let me get my points. You know what I'm saying? Come off that. Come off that. We giving fucking uh, Rich Man McGee six points for shooting a free throw. That's what's basically going on here in America. You see what I'm saying? Six points. They say, hey, you make <laughs> you make a layup. We make, oh, oh, 12 points. They fucking sneeze and press 12 points twice sometimes. <laughs> it's fucked up you out get here. me? But we got hope for this dystopian nightmare. It'll turn around one day, maybe. The apocalypse is around the corner, and do not be afraid of that because it's their apocalypse, and it's our dream coming true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, last question to you, Mark. Uh-huh. And I hope you get this one right, man. How often do we suffer under the tyranny of capitalism? Every day, every moment. Every, always. Always. Oh, very, very always. Always, yeah. Very always. We very always suffer under capitalism. And that's going to be the takeaway message for y'all. Yeah. I hope y'all had a day you deserve.